0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Plugged In, the Con Edison podcast on everything about energy. I'm your host, Alfonso Kiros. The past several weeks have been a whirlwind of shock, pain, grief, and much more. First, as the coronavirus spread, and then the killing of George Floyd by police in Minnesota and subsequent days of protest and rage. In each instance, Con Edison responded to the needs of its employees. For the coronavirus, pandemic teams were set up to deal with health and safety and work conditions. But for the aftermath of the George Floyd killing, the company turned to a unique, poignant way to share discussions about racism, police brutality, crimes like looting, and our democratic right to protest. The means came from an employee group called BUILD, and they set up a group chat called Building Bridges. With us today, remotely, are the creators, Nicole Leon, Director of our Office of Diversity and Inclusion Programs, and Catherine Lewis, our Director of Emergency Preparedness and President of BUILD. Welcome, Catherine and Nicole. Can you tell us a little bit about BUILD?
1: So, BUILD is a newly formed employee resource group that um, is primarily... Our goal is to share experiences, culture, um, teachings of the Black, African-American and um, Caribbean community to all employees. So we want everyone to experience that. And our goal is to really bring that to the forefront.
0: And for somebody who doesn't know, what does BUILD stand for?
1: BUILD stands for Blacks United in Leadership and Development.
0: And now, Uh, Tell us a little bit about building bridges. What does that uh, have to do with it?
1: So building bridges will be, um, it will be something that you will see consistently from BUILD. Um, The BUILD is obviously the Blacks United Leadership and Development. And the building bridges will lead to a number of different conversations. So this particular is just one of them that I think um, turned out to be really interesting that we had, we, we worked with, collaborated with um, diversity and inclusion to bring this particular conversation.
2: BUILD is a new employee resource group within Con Edison and COVID-19. We have several employee resource groups that focus on different dimensions of diversity. We have our Emerald Society that earlier this year brought the Cardinal in. These groups allow our employees to have a voice to celebrate their unique identity, create cultural awareness, but also at the same time we see, address social issues that are concerning to that particular dimension of diversity in that community. So the timing for BUILD and the positioning um, has been a great resource to our employees.
0: You had planned for one or two of these sessions, uh, but then the response was overwhelming, a rating smash, as we would call it. It went viral among employees. Uh, what, why was the reason for this? Why, why was it so popular, you think?
2: Um, when these events transpired, they first started happening. Catherine and I were on the phone early Monday morning, um, and, and she, she brought forth the idea of, of the team about hosting these events. And Catherine will give you some background on those conversations and then subsequent conversations about what else we needed to do.
1: So very early on when the team came in on Monday, we realized that we couldn't just act and and continue with business as usual. So the first thing we did, we sent out a message to all of the, the BUILD members, just letting them know that we see you, we hear you, and we just wanted to check and make sure that everyone was okay um then we thought we needed to do something beyond that people just wanted to talk people wanted to express themselves people wanted to know that they were not alone so we partnered with diversity and inclusion um since you know they're well versed in in talking about these items and discussing these various topics so we we collaborated with them to decide what the best format was to bring this discussion forward to all employees in a timely um, fashion and we were able to do that through these conversations that we're having now um, With all of the employees in the company
0: Were you surprised by the um, overwhelming response that you got? Um,
1: Definitely surprised Um, We we expected that people would participate. I I just I don't think that anyone realized um, or was ready for the far reach that these conversations were having. I mean, we were having employees from customer service reps through section managers and general managers and VPs asking us to um, add more sessions or telling us that people were interested, that they wanted to join and were not able to. These sessions filled up so quickly, um, and we definitely did not anticipate that. But it just ended up being that the timing was right. People are not just Black employees but employees on a whole wanted to have this discussion. I
2: I think we expected a number of employees to participate. Um, I don't think we expected the outflow and the magnitude of it where we got an immediate response. The notification was sent out on a Monday. By Tuesday morning, we had several hundred employees sign up. And I think another thing we didn't expect was the candor the openness, the willing to share, and the no holds barred. It was raw emotions from people crying, apologizing, just sharing things that I think have been pent up for so long. And Alfonso, you know, I think the platform just allowed people to talk about things that they've been internalizing for such a long time. And you know what, Um, it can't get any worse. So if I speak up, you know, I have nothing to lose and it, people felt like they had to
0: speak up. Catherine, had you heard or seen anything like building bridges elsewhere before all of this?
1: So just at Con Ed, right, we we have these discussions. I think diversity and inclusion has been pretty good in hosting discussions that allow um, we had a Day of Understanding not too long ago that I participated in and that turned that, that was actually, you know A very great session and people were able to discuss how they're feeling. So I, I I've, I've seen the format Um, I just I, I don't think that we were prepared for it to work this way the way that it has uh, for this current event
2: So as Catherine mentioned we have hosted for the last two years Day of Understanding where We've had a forum for employees to get together and share their experiences and talk a little bit about their backgrounds. Um, the, The first one actually did happen as a result of a tragedy of a young man in Texas that was killed in his home by a police officer. And because it wasn't something that was very widespread or a lot of people knew about, I don't think it created the groundswell that these recent events created. So, that forum for dialogue we have used, um, but it was in person. We've never had forums like this, you know, as a result of COVID where we've had to use MS Teams. But we have utilized the platform to get employees together to speak. I think what's different about the Building Bridges, um, Alfonso, is the emotion and just the impact to so many people it has affected and changed lives. Um, So the willingness to go deeper in the conversation, I think as a company, we've planted seeds along the way, you know, to create those environments for people to talk. And people have walked away from them feeling whole and not damaged or not bruised or retaliated against. So when they saw that these platforms were set up from BUILD and also from, you know, my team, I think there was a, a more of a willingness and a desire to participate. So I think we've done good work as a company to um, create some of these environments.
0: Catherine, can you give us an idea of how uh, each of these discuss- discussions went on? Were, were each discussion a little bit different? I mean, I'm sure that certain points or themes came up again and again, but was each one unique in some sort of way?
1: every conversation has been unique um, certainly you see the same themes across um, all of the sessions but all different experiences um, from different people from different perspectives Every they, it's it's just an it's a new shared um experience on every session and it, it it's just you know remarkable
2: i think some of the stories and the way they happened for individuals were unique, but the themes um, were things that people had in common. You know, if if anyone has never participated in these before, I think more folks have heard about the speech that black parents give to their children. That was common for many. Um, More of our black employees shared about how they're treated on the job and off the job and while the circumstances around it may be a little different the underlying theme and the way these things transpire and the ultimate feeling that there's so many experiences that people in the past may not have shared but now hearing their colleagues are going through some of the same things you know just creates that space to want to say you know what yes me too
0: unfortunately now, Nicole, you had mentioned that um, there's a conversation that Black parents have with their children. What what did you mean by that? Can you explain that a little bit more? So,
2: a, a Black
0: parent, particularly those of us that have sons, so Catherine can relate.
2: She has a son too, and in some cases, parents that have daughters who are, you know, college age or younger. That conversation about so when you leave the house, a Every parent says, well, where are you going? Who are you gonna be with? What time will you be back? But for black and brown children, we also have that conversation. If a police officer pulls you over. If your child is driving, we say, here's what you need to do when you're in the car. Now be mindful. My husband is from the New York Police Department. So he also talks to our sons about when they leave the house, how to behave, how to respond, how to answer, don't reach for certain things, don't move, roll down your window, say yes sir, keep your hand on the steering wheel. And that's a difficult conversation that every time your child leaves the house, you're concerned and you're worried about what may happen to them simply because of how they look.
0: What if Con Edison uh, did not have these discussions with employees? Could there have been something else Mm -hmm. that would have been effective, um, Catherine?
1: Well, I, I think as being a director or managers in the position of leadership, I think it's our responsibility to have had these conversations, whether or not um, the company was doing it in this format. But I, I don't know that we had a, a choice, right? I, I, I think um, it's just one of these times where the silence would not have worked. I think people are feeling this on a different level. There's a different you know, sense of awareness. Um, the effects are far reaching and I don't know that we could have gotten away with not discussing it. Uh, so I, I, I can't even think that if we hadn't done that, what the alternative would be, but uh, to, to think that we would not, I, I just could not see that.
2: Alfonso, I, I don't think so because of the nature and the uncomfortableness of these conversations. I don't think many of our people, um, leaders, employees were prepared to have these conversations. How do I even begin? Where do I start? How do I not say the wrong thing? Do I say something? Do I not say something? Um, Monday morning for those managers that said, so how was your weekend? I think some employees you know, were taken aback, like, what do you mean how was my weekend? But that was in place of the discomfort of, I don't know what to say. So the forums provided a structured format for us as a company. Um, the ability to also utilize a, a different skill set, right? The work that um, we do in diversity and inclusion, um, the the heavy lifting, it's uncomfortable. It requires a skill set and nuancing and messaging. And how do we really control this and do it in a way where it has a positive impact and it's not chaotic or, you know, just, doesn't give us the results that we need. So um, the fact that the company allowed us the space and and Catherine and I, the opportunity to take the lead on this and set it up the way we thought was best, provided us with this outcome that was just, you know, not um, over-processed, over-engineered, we've got to think this out, where it was just natural, it was organic, and we allowed our employees to have a voice at a time that they needed to speak and share, and feel like someone was paying attention and cared.
0: Catherine, can you share with us some of the moments or topics that may have, that uh, that stood out to you?
1: I think um, some of the biggest things is you you know the most um, touching was employees sharing personal experiences. Um, I'm driving in the car and I got pulled over for no reason. I'm wearing my Con Ed uniform, standing, watching a wire and, you know, a cop is coming to the car asking me, you know, why am I there? There are also employees who talked about things that are happening at work. Like there was a a comment to an employee about the rioting and the focus on that as opposed to what was the reason behind the protest and why it was happening. Um, We've had a lot of touching moments, you know, but everything just resonates on a different level. Um, And every experience from the employees just brings an awareness that we're not in a good place. And it just reminds us that there's still a lot of work to do.
2: The things that stood out for me when you have an employee who says, I see myself um, in that position under the police officer's knee, where you have um, men, women on the phone, knowing that they're at work, they're crying, they're shedding tears. Um, Other employees who are reaching out as a supporter and an ally and saying, I'm sorry, that's not my experience, and I never knew you went through that just the candor, um, the story after story, the willingness to listen. Catherine and I have been flooded with emails, um, phone calls after the sessions, people thanking us, people wanting to talk more. The sessions end and the chat continues well into the night. And it just shows us that folks really have um, a desire to share and, 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 and unpack some of this heaviness that they're holding and that they're carrying.
0: Catherine, this podcast, uh, as you know, is uh, called Plugged In, and we always say that it's about everything uh, related to energy. And it seems like Building Bridges, with its very apt name, is also an uh, energy. Uh, would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, it's, it's, it's movement. It's gaining momentum. It's moving things forward. Um, it's creating energy around certain topics to get us to think of it differently and affect change and um, just have different conversations. Definitely, I I, I would absolutely agree with you.
2: I think that this definitely is, it has put us in a place where the light has been flipped on and you cannot turn it off. We've shed a light on something that is impacting so many of our employees. And as a company, we have a duty to do more And we can't take what we've heard and turn the light off and act like it didn't happen. We've got to take that energy and move on it. Catherine said, you know, um, someone said to us, this isn't a moment. This is a movement. And that's all around that energy that we have to just really leverage it.
0: Nicole, you're the head of diversity and inclusion at Con Edison. How does a diverse workforce increase customer engagement? What's the response that you're hearing? So
2: our employees and our workforce, um, they mirror the communities that we serve, right? They're reflective of that community. And when we have employees that are from that community, they understand the needs of our customers and our constituents. And it makes that understanding of what those customers are expecting a lot different. And that means in our work, We have to value our employees. If we wanna be an employer of choice, that people wanna come and join us, they have to see themselves here, whether it's in an entry level position, in a leadership position. The folks that work here have to look like our communities and they say, hey, that's a great place to work. And in the way we reach back out to them um, is supportive of that diversity.
0: Now, Catherine, what's next and how can employees find out more about Build and about your upcoming events?
1: So that's a question that we've had all through the event. Um, And I think it's it's three parts. Right. So what's next? And we tell them on a personal level, you have the ability to make change. Right. And not just voting at the national level, but there's state and local elections that we need to be aware of and take part in. Um, And then the second part is, as a company, what do we do? Right. how do we take this momentum and, and make real change and, and, and put things into place that benefit all employees? Um, and then the third, when we talk about build. Um, so uh, Nicole mentioned earlier that build came about at the, the right time. So we we initially talked about COVID. We're now talking about these current events. Um, what do we do next and how do we keep engaging our members. So there's a, there are a lot of things that we're planning. We we do want to do some positive things around culture and experiences um, about elevating yourselves and, and being successful in your career. So these are some of the things that we intend to bring forth. Um, if people are interested in joining Build, they they're you know they should email us at, at conet.com. Um, and be part of the process. They can either choose to be a regular member, um, just to be notified of events, or actually get involved in some of the great things that we are planning for the future.
2: It's it's like these events have opened the door and the eyes to a lot of heavy lifting of work. Um, For us and what we're hearing from our employees, there's a need to continue these conversations. There's a need to develop skills for us to have these conversations in a way that's productive and respectful where everyone can hear. There's a need to make sure that in our policies and our procedures, that we are not um, creating barriers to inclusion. There's a need for us to make sure that across every level, people are being fairly represented and we're tapping into all of the talents. And that's work that we've been doing. I think we're gonna have to do it um, faster I think this has given us a platform for, you know, I couldn't have created a a better storm to say to folks, this is what I'm talking about. This is truly what it looks like when we say we value diversity and it's important to advance inclusion. It means that our employees are coming to work, feeling good, feeling valued, feeling like their contributions matter. So there's a number of things that um, we're gonna continue to do that we have begun. And maybe just relook at some things of how we're accomplishing that work.
0: Nicole Leon, Director of Con Edison's Diversity and Inclusion Programs, and Katherine Lewis, Director of Emergency Preparedness for Con Edison. Thank you for joining us. And that's our show. If you have a thought or a question, please email us at podcast.coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also follow us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at ConEdison. I'm Alfonso Quiros, and until next time, be safe.